Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Forums, where we hear from finalists who are paving the way in the wealth management industry. Revenue at many advisory firms has not been growing as robustly as in years past, and that has fueled a renewed interest in marketing. I'm Patrice Sikora, and with me is Brian Nelson, Managing Director at Atria Wealth Solutions. We're going to talk about some methods being used by successful advisors to tap new markets and recruit new advisors. Now, Brian, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate this. Patrice, thank you. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity and looking forward to our discussion today. All right, we're going to talk about growth strategies. First of all, what does that mean? What is a growth strategy? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's uh, it's something that is uh, you know contextually an idea or a way that a uh, financial professional, regardless of the market conditions, obviously we're in a much different market environment than we were last year, uh, thinks about how they can actually continue to grow their 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 business and their practice, whether it's acquiring new clients, whether it's better serving the clients that they currently serve, um, or whether it's tapping into you know new technologies or new ways to grow, and just continuing that momentum of growth, again, regardless of uh, of market conditions. And what do you believe are some of the top approaches that successful advisors are using? So there, there are a lot of things that are working. And the one thing that I think everyone needs to adopt before we even get to um, you know, the ideas themselves is what I call the growth mindset. And the growth mindset means you know, at the beginning of each and every day, you come into the practice or into your office and you're focused on the right activities. You're leveraging communication strategies, you're lever leveraging your plan, you're sticking to your plan, uh, you're engaging with your team, you're using the resources and the technologies that are available to you. And again, regardless of the environment that you're in, you're focused on better serving clients, um, you know, looking for new opportunities to continue to improve and better your practice looking for new ways to acquire clients and just overall looking for better strategies for growth. So again, that's going back to that mindset. And I think it's so critical. Uh, I would say, you know, probably 50% of the advisors that I speak to, you know, whether it's uh, peers in the industry or whether it's people that uh, I engage with on, on the average day actually have that mindset. And so part of it is just embracing the mindset, being self-aware of it, and then being present in terms of identifying the opportunities that you have for growth in your practice. Uh, to touch on some of the things that are working right now, I would say that there are, are, are a few things that are really working. We just came back from our national conference, uh, Engage, which took place in Orlando, Florida this past week. And I have to say it was by far the best conference that I've ever participated in. And the feedback has been absolutely incredible from the advisors and, I, and the financial professionals that, that were in attendance. And I think we focused on uh, you know, a lot of key things, and, and I'll, I'll share a few of these. Mm -hmm. The first was really looking at what's the next battlefront or what's the next opportunity for us to be engaging with or improving in our practice. And I'll talk about that a little bit first, which I think is a, a key differentiator is, first of all, being aware of what that is, and then you know, having a strategy around how to actually take advantage of it. But I also, just to jump in here, I love the way you said you started to say battlefront and then you changed it to opportunity. Talk to me yes. about that too. Yeah, absolutely. So anytime that there's a there's a, a battlefront that we're talking about, it's you know, that's a that's kind of our rallying cry. It's an opportunity for us to do something different. But it's also on the other end, 
it's the clients and prospects saying that they want to, to have a different experience or to be better served. And if you think where we've been in, as, a, as an industry, if you think about the things that have kind of led us to where we are today, you know, we've moved and shifted from, you know, a transactional business model to more of uh, a holistic advisory focused business model. That was kind of the first transition. The second transition that really has happened is that we have embraced financial planning. And we've seen the success that happens as a result of that, the deeper relationships, the deeper client engagement that comes as, as a result of it. And so really, now that we've addressed those, those two main things, and of course, that's taking into every, um, every aspect of, of consideration, all the things that affect you know, our, our businesses and our growth over the, over the last few years, what really is next? And it really is about deepening client engagement. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is if you if you look at uh, Julia Littlechild, she recently had uh, shared some research that I think is really critical. And I heard about this from uh, one of our panelists, uh, Shauna Mace with uh, SEI that was uh, featured with one of our panelist conversations at our national conference. And she talked about the equation of what client engagement looks like. Uh, it, specifically, it's satisfied clients, clients that are referring, and that equals engaged clients. And I think about that as kind of the formula for success going forward as we're talking about this new battlefront. And how do we create more engagement and how do we deepen those relationships with the clients based on where we are today and what's happening in the current market environment? And not only that, but looking back in time and, and looking at the successes and failures that we might have experienced. And there are really a few, a few different things here that I think help to help to kind of solidify that. First of all, it's creating customized engagements. It's creating personalized, impactful communications. It's simplifying and personalizing within those communications the digital experience. It's embracing planning. It's in it's deepening their experience, not just through money, but through physical health, mental health, spiritual health, and financial health. Holistic, think, a holistic approach right there. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we've done a really good job at identifying kind of the financial health of our clients and walking them through that journey. But what, what we're seeing now and what the research is bearing out from multiple different sources is clients want more. They're expecting a deeper engagement with their financial professional. And for those that are deepening that relationship and that experience, they're, they're, they're reaping the gains of deeper client engagement, and, and they're doing so by addressing those, those four different areas. And it's not that you have to be an expert in those areas, but you have to identify and address those needs in the conversations that you have, in the communications that you have, in the outreach that you have. And then also in the ways that you uh, deliver your uh, your your um, reviews with the clients. Mm -hmm. So that's another uh, key differentiator. There are also a lot of opportunities within that on, on the new battlefront to look for new client acquisition opportunities and strategies too. So, you know, that's kind of the way that we think about it anyway, is the new battlefront is client engagement. And it's one of the biggest areas that we think, you know, uh, and, and hear about from our financial professionals in terms of their growth and where they're heading. And there are a lot of different things that they're doing successfully within those different areas to, to really benefit from the growth opportunity that's in front of us. This personal touch really seems to be almost tailored to females, to women. 
mm-hmm. women, women advisors. This would be mm-hmm. perfect for them. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, we uh, had a women's lunch, uh, women's luncheon that we had at our national conference again just uh, just last week, and it really did tie into a lot of the things that are opportunities for. Uh, women advisors to take advantage of. And first of all, the industry is doing a lot. Uh, it's a focus for us. It's a focus for a number of our, our peers, but we're not doing enough. And we need to do more there. We need more women in this business. Um, you know, they're, you know, we heard it directly from our, our women advisors mm-hmm. that um, the way that they're, you know, the, the things that are important to them that are aligning with the needs of the clients that, you know, the personal touch and, and, and all of those things, their, their skill sets align perfectly. And you're absolutely right. It's, it's a, it's a critical skill set that we need more of, um, and certainly need, you know, the, uh, the perspective of, of women in wealth to be identified there, not because that's the only way to approach and, and, and engage female clients, because certainly the correlation of a female advisor to a, uh, you know, female client is is not necessarily. There's no real correlation there. If you do the, if you read the research on it, um, it basically says that you know, 90% of women don't care whether their financial professional is a male or a female. They just want to be better served, better communicated to, etc. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about technology. You mentioned digital a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you see that opening up opportunities? Sure. Um, well, I think I think it's 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 everywhere, right? And I think that it's uh, it's it's digital technology, regardless of what firm that you're at, uh, is a focus. It's the platforms, it's the technologies, and hopefully those technologies and platforms are creating opportunities for efficiencies in the way that we communicate, and opportunities to better engage with our clients and, and meet them in uh, in the space that they are in terms of what's relevant and what's important to them. So if you think about digital and the way that uh, you know we're focused on engaging with with the clients from the perspective of helping our financial professionals do that, you know we have a lot of technologies and platforms that we didn't have uh, four or five years ago. We have a, a great platform called Unio. It's obviously award winning. That's just been recognized most recently, and uh, we have a, a great platform there that really integrates all of the ways that our financial professionals have the ability to touch and interact with their clients. You know, one of the things that we know that clients, especially from the next gen, like to do is they like to interact with their money. They like to see it. They like to be able to touch it. And they like to have a way of communicating and interacting with financial professionals. And that was one of the fundamental things that we identified early on as the organization was being, uh, you know, being uh, brought together as, as Atria Wealth Solutions is that the next gen and the clients in general want more interaction and they need that interaction. And the best way to solve for that in a lot of cases in terms of efficiencies is through the digital experience. So we have, a, for instance, an, uh, a uh, uh, client experience through our Clear One tool that allows you know, advisors to engage with their clients and for their clients to be able to log in, see their money, um, add forms to, you know, a library, transact, uh, you know, with with a lot of document repository things. So it's it's just, it's providing a total experience in a digital way that addresses both the needs of the financial professional 
and the, the clients that they're serving. And the, the advisors that we're seeing with the fastest growth are absolutely the ones that are doing that. Right. I was going to say that must uh, that would come to my mind anyway. And the clients, are you finding they're more aware? Or do you or are your advisors having to teach them still about finances and then they become more involved? From a digital perspective, I would say that the clients are absolutely aware um, of of the of the digital experience that's available that's out there. Uh, you think about you know some of the larger organizations that they have, uh, maybe that they've interacted with, whether it's their retirement plans at work or uh, some other investment vehicle. So the clients are keenly aware of it. And one myth I think that's been out there for a long time is especially that the older clientele don't necessarily want to interact or engage with the digital platform. And that couldn't be more wrong. Um, we found from the financial professionals that we're working with that their clients not only expect it, but they appreciate it. Uh, you know, again, whether it's clear one or whether it's using um, video technologies for client, uh, you know, client engagements, uh, we do a client appreciation event uh, at the corporate level that we share for free with all of our financial professionals. And we have hundreds of, uh, of, of clients that engage digitally with these on a quarterly basis. So there's a lot of engagement created there. And so it's, it's no longer something that we have to teach them or build an awareness around. It's something that's an expectation. And it's not necessarily just for the younger generation, the Gen Xers or the Gen Y. It's it's for the for the older generations too, for the boomers. I think COVID uh, taught us all how to communicate more effectively and to think about communication in, in, in different ways and to utilize those communication uh, methodologies to, to, uh, to our benefit. So it wasn't a matter of just signing up for a Zoom account. It was thinking about the experience that a client receives in a review that is done over Zoom. So the advisors had to go back to the drawing board, uh, articulate their value proposition, be able to communicate more effectively using the technologies that were in place. And I think as a result, we've kind of brought things further with some of the, some of the older clientele, especially within the baby boom generation. So that now it's truly an expectation that we have access to tools, technologies, and platforms that allow them to communicate with the financial advisor to be able to see their money and to be able to understand what their plan is. So those are really critical things within the digital environment that are, are so critical to the success of any financial professional today. Now, as advisors are seeing, hopefully, their, their base of clients grow, are they looking for help? Are they looking for other advisors? And if they are, how do you go about recruiting an advisor? Uh, super relevant question right now. Um, <laughs> you think you think about the growth that we saw over the course of uh, 2021, and you know, for instance, you know, the average advisor that was with us uh, last year grew tremendously, and I think that you saw that growth throughout the industry. I think you know we were to some degree an exception in terms of how exceptional the growth was. So we've seen a tremendous amount of demand for two areas where advisors need uh, need help, as you had mentioned before, as a result of the growth that they've experienced over the last three to five years. Those two areas are number one with uh, an assistant or you know licensed assistant or unregistered assistant to help with some of the some of the tasks that have accumulated 
as a result of you know growing the business over a period of time. And then secondly, is looking at the landscape and saying, you know, we really do need to grow. And I would say probably 50% of the practices that I'm engaged with or that my team is engaged with on a regular basis are seeking other financial professionals to join their teams. Um, many of them have grown so much over the course of the last 24 months that they really are kind of at an inflection or pain point. So, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out how to manage that growth, uh, how to staff that growth, you know, so there's that element of, um, of uh, you know, the, the uh, human capital that's obviously there. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking for assistance. And one of the things that we just did at our national conference is rolled out a brand new program called Team Assist, where financial professionals can have access to a dedicated resource internally as part of our program at uh, Atria that we will provide to the financial professionals to help them so that they can focus truly on the aspects of their business that are what I call the $1,000 an hour activities. Um, <laughs> in recent research that just came out, 73% of financial professionals said that they were spending the majority of their time focused on administrative responsibilities. And you can't again, grow that way. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. Um, you know, and again, that's 73%. And I think a lot of that is probably as a result of the you know explosive growth that we saw over the course of the last 24 months, even during a very difficult uh, environment and time for our for our country, and and for a lot of their businesses and their clients, that growth was there, and so we're all trying to react to that and develop solutions and think about strategic ways for growth. So we spend a lot of our time thinking outside the box. And this is an idea that uh, that came as a result of a specific need of one of our financial professionals. Um, he had a, a member of his team that was actually leaving on maternity leave, and he had a very focused uh, period of time where he was going to be feeling some pain and a pinch relative to the uh, you know the the day to day that he was going to be dealing with in terms of the administrative support tasks. So this is part of a new program, again, that we rolled out that meets those needs from an assistance standpoint. It's called Team Assist. And we're getting a lot of very positive feedback and a lot of demand on this program. Secondly, to your point before, with respect to financial professionals seeking other advisors and wanting to grow, absolutely, we're seeing this across the board. And whether or not people are identifying this as the thing that they need to do, um, I would say probably... 50% of our conversations are spent on recruiting new advisors to the firm uh, for existing advisors to help them grow their practices more efficiently. So it, it might be a junior advisor, it might be somebody to join part of an ensemble team, and it might be somebody uh, to just become, uh, a, again, a, uh, a partner within their business to help them grow in a more effective way. Um, the growth in terms of where we're seeing those opportunities come from is across the board. I would say primarily that we're seeing a lot of partnerships and teams come together with other financial professionals within our organization uh, that are basically part of the community at uh, Atria Wealth Solutions where we find opportunities to partner people together. Uh, we feel that community and culture are extremely important. And, and we know our advisors very, very well. And I think that's one thing that's unique about us and how we operate that allows us to couple those folks together. Uh, the second way is you know through community. We've seen a lot of new advisors joining Atria Wealth Solutions. 
as a result of referrals that are coming in from other financial professionals that are part of our organization. So we might recruit somebody in to join an existing team and to help support their growth that they're, that they're realizing. And then third, we're seeing a ton of growth most recently from next-gen uh, next families. So for instance, we have um, a, a multiple uh, circumstances right now where we have somebody that might be retiring in kind of that five to 10 year window and the next generation of the family. And to go back to our, our previous comment before about uh, women in wealth and more women in financial services, specifically in the advisor role, uh, there, a lot of them are coming into, into this opportunity that are, are women. So we're seeing a ton of people that are uh, taking up the opportunity to join the practices of, uh, of the existing advisors and become part of uh, a very meaningful practice that are going to be the next gen of, of the advisors that we have here. Brian, this has been a great discussion. Is there anything we have not mentioned that you think we should? No, I think, you know, in, in summary, I think that the things that are really helping the financial professionals grow that we're speaking to, and again, we have hundreds of conversations. We just came back from our conference where we had, uh, you know, um, almost 400 of our top advisors with us, and they were talking about these things. It's really the growth mindset. It's focusing on the next uh, battlefront, which in our industry, which is really around client engagement, and it's identifying specific areas of opportunity, things like simplifying the digital experience for clients, uh, identifying financial planning, uh, and continuing to drive financial planning, and then customizing that experience, as I'd said before, uh, for focus on certain particular uh, demographics, the next gen and women, and looking at it in a total approach thinking about physical health, mental health, spiritual health, and financial health, finally. Well, Brian Nelson, thank you so much. Again, Brian Nelson, Managing Director at Atria Wealth Solutions. And thank you for listening to this Wealthy Circle podcast. For more Wealthy Circle podcasts, visit WMTV on wealthmanagement.com. 